welcome to the Healthcare IT Today interview series. We feel lucky to be able to talk to so many smart, passionate, and knowledgeable people in healthcare. Now, we're taking our favorite interviews and sharing them with you. So sit back, relax, and enjoy perspectives on the world of health IT. Hello, everyone. I'm John Lynn, the founder and chief editor at Healthcare IT Today. We're excited to bring you another in our series of interviews with top leaders in health IT. And our guest today is Pat Murphy, general manager at Truebridge. Welcome, Pat. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, excited for the discussion. We're here at HFMA annual conference and a lot's happening here. But before we dive into that, tell us a little bit about yourself and Truebridge, which, by the way, I should mention is a revenue cycle division of CPSI. Sure, absolutely. Um, I've been working the rev cycle for over 25 years. It's all I've ever done in my career. Wow. And, uh, and, and have been with uh, Truebridge for the last 13 years. Uh, some of the things that we do at Truebridge is really focused on revenue cycle management. We're about 30% of our business is technology, where we have uh, HFMA peer-reviewed RCM technology stack. We also have an encoder, TrueCode by Truebridge, but also we about 70% of our business is services. We're around outsourcing, complete business office, medical records coding, early out division, it really wraps up and we work with about 1,500 customers nationwide. Wow, that's impressive. And I think one of the biggest topics here at the conference seems to be AI. Can you review a few of the ways that TrueBridge's AI tools are improving outcomes in the revenue cycle? Absolutely. You know, some of the advantages that we have from an AI standpoint is we do provide services. Mm. So we're not a technology company out there creating tools to give to someone. We actually can, it's kind of an incubator. We, mm. we test it on ourselves. And so our AI tools really focuses on our services that we deliver to customers. Uh, so some of the things that we're doing is around, um, you know, small balance write-offs, uh, you know, trying to work in predicting denials, mm. and then appeal letters, really going down to those, those mundane tasks that your staff work on every day. Because in the rev cycle, it's really like Lego blocks. There's a lot of blocks that have to happen to ultimately to collect that dollar. And so we're really focusing on um, automating those tools that will allow our employees to have greater satisfaction with their jobs. That's a really interesting way to look at it because it is the mundane task that no one wants to do, right? right. That we're automating away and it's making it more efficient and making job satisfaction better. You know, I think that's a really interesting way to look at AI. It sounds like that's how you've taken the approach. Absolutely. So, you know, if you roll the clock back a little bit and when global resources came into play, you know, RevCycle staff were very worried about their job. Yeah. going offshore. And so this is right in line running parallel with that global workforce. And so what we're doing is is really focusing on our employees because the, the ideas come from your employees. Um, and we, we embarked on what we call Dream Factory about a year and a half ago, where we had a cross collaboration of all our organization mm -hmm. to come together with ideas. Okay. And, and so if I knew how to be the best Blue Cross biller, then I should be a Blue Cross biller. The ideas are gonna come from your staff. And so what we did was we broke down the silos of ideas and then those ideas come into fruition. Because typically when you think about innovation, ideas are laid out there through a portal or some type of sheet. <laughs> and then some executives choose which one's the best one and this is what we're gonna do. Uh -huh. uh, but what we did is we put it to a vote for our employees. And so we had over 250 ideas wow. that we laid out for innovation opportunities. And what we did was we set a time frame. We set a one month time frame. And you had, so we had about 150 employees, 34 different teams. They came to play and they had a month. This was outside of their normal jobs. And it was after evenings, weekends to build some tools around AI and automation. And we actually ended up 
giving, awarding over $400,000 in awards Amazing. to our staff to, to automate. And what that did was it built in collaboration from our teams. It built in IT with operations and operations with analysts. And they came together as kind of these cross collaboration teams. And they saw the buy-in that they had, their ideas were making it to the table. And they were, we were really getting stuff done around automation. And so in that 30 days, uh, we really have been able to deploy some RPA and some automation from that. And because of that, what we're doing is, is we're eliminating some of those mundane tasks. You know, who wants to come to work every day and push a button? No one. No one. And so what, 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 what we've really focused on over the last two years is kind of a people first culture. Where we look at our employees and we want to grow their career. We want to give them career mobility. We want to be, we want them to feel satisfied in their jobs every day. And so what we're doing is we're eliminating those boring things and upskilling them and giving them the tools. A perfect example we have is in our early out division mm -hmm. where that's kind of an entry level customer service on the phone. Uh -huh. Well, with, with all of the information that's coming from AI, call center's volume is going down. So you don't need as many customer service reps. And so what we've done is we've got programs now that train them to become billers, train so, them to become ultimately, you know, if they want to continue down and be, be a medical coder. Okay. And so really buying that, you know, buying in and they're getting the buy-in that their ideas are making it and their jobs aren't on the line. Yeah. You know, so that it's been really cool to watch kind of the, the, the staff really embrace this automation piece. Yeah. And I love that you're putting the people first. I think that's a powerful message. Let's dive into some specific examples. You sure. know, payer denials are always top of mind for, for CFOs, RevCycle VPs. Can you give us some examples of how TrueBridge is using AI to prevent denials up front or even better manage denials on the back end, right? You know, I think it's always fun to think front and back. Yeah, absolutely. You always want to catch everything before it goes out the door. Of course. Uh, some of the advantages that we have is because we have that peer-reviewed RCM technology, we've been doing automation before automation was cool. You know, if you think about now all the AI words, but you know, we, we've been building bridge routines. If we're seeing this denial over and over again, and you need to make this action, well, we're able to stop that in our technology and make the action automatically so the claim drops cleanly. Uh, some of the things that we're doing more sophisticated is, is really looking at historical data and coming up with, for this payer, for these sets of codes, this is getting denied 80% of the time. Well, how can we rethink what's going on before that? And really understanding and learning payers, because payers come up with different things every day to try to avoid the, you know, the payment cycle or elongate the payment cycle. And so really understanding and learning that data, which is the core of all AI, is getting your true data and data integrity. And so really the things that we're working now is just predicting those denials. You know, if it's, if it's getting denied often, why send it? Yeah. Go ahead and, and fix it ahead of time. It's rather the delay it a week going out than have to appeal it and wait 30, 60, 90 days afterwards. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I love it that you do the front end, but also, you know, look at the back end. I think that's what people want is that full cycle, revenue cycle with, with services and technology. Right. You, you mentioned that happier staff, with it, which I think is an interesting thing, right? It's become so important as we need to retain staff particularly in RevCycle, where you know they have options to go their places now because of virtual teams, et cetera. But you know, many times the, the revenue cycle work staff has sometimes been intimidated by, by new technology. You know, I'm seeing a bit of a shift there where they're like, I'm doing three people's job. Please give me technology right. to help me. You know, what are you experiencing at TrueBridge? Yeah, so we we again going back to that people first culture and mentality, you know, we survey our employees a lot. We wanna know what they like, we wanna know what they wanna do, we wanna know do they want to grow in their career, or are they content in doing what their job is today? And so what we've really done is is listened. 
and we do a lot of listening surveys and, and a lot of coffee chats to talk to our employees to understand what's important to them because it might be important to you may not be important to me and vice sure. versa and so we want to really learn our employees and get to know all 1500 employees that we have and understand where they want to go with their careers and i think what they're seeing is they're seeing our buy-in to them and then therefore they're giving buy-in to uh, to the organization to ultimately to those 1500 hospitals that that we serve and our philosophy is if we have if we have satisfied employees mm -hmm. that will that will ultimately allow us to deliver a better service but ultimately will be better sustainability and better profitability for our customers yep. and so we really believe investing in them and growing them because we're only as good you're only as good as your weakest link yep. and so we want to make sure that all of our staff are ready to go at the right time that's awesome. Well, you spoke here at the HFMA annual conference and your co-speaker is Wes Cronkite, who I, I actually did a video with him. You can go check it out at another health right. IT conference. And he leads innovation at, at, at CPSI. What do you see as like that next innovation that your team is planning? You know, and how will that impact revenue cycle? Yeah, so I think the biggest thing is, is around data. You know, we, you know, we work with 1,500 hospitals and the sheer amount of data that we have as well as any other yeah. uh, RCM company out there is amazing. And so now we're able to try to bring that data together and look at trends, national trends, and be able to start predicting things. Because, you know, payers are, you know, they deny a lot of claims. They deny a lot of claims for right reasons yeah. and they deny claims for wrong like reasons. it's getting worse. And too. it's getting harder and harder. You know, COVID didn't make it any easier. Oh. They were down staff. And so what we're really focusing on is predictive. You know, really not that reactive because you can go in, you get a denial for this code and you write an appeal letter where well, you can automate that. You can have the automated letter, but, you know, that elongates the cycle. You know, but you yeah. submit it, it does, it's not an cash. automated payment, <laughs> you know, so it's got to go through your writing an appeal letter with documentation. Someone's got to review it on the payer side. Sure. So if we can predict those denials ahead of time, that's really our focus is, is to shrink that payment cycle. And you do that by not submitting claims that you know that are not going to pay. So really focusing on the predictive side of analytics. Very interesting. I love that innovation. Where can people go to learn more about TrueBridge? So we, you can go to TrueBridge.com. Uh, if you're at HFMA, we're booth 319. And we'd love to talk to what we're doing, what, everyone, but what we're doing with TrueBridge. Awesome. Well, Pat, I appreciate you taking this time, and I love you know your deep expertise in this. You can tell you have a passion for RevCycle and this community. So thanks so much. Thanks everyone for watching and listening. If you want to find more great healthcare IT content like this, be sure to check it out at healthcareittoday.com or search for Healthcare IT Today on your favorite podcast application. Thanks, Pat. Thank you. Appreciate it. <laughs>